5 Sivan, Hey Sivan, Tzadik, His Praise, 366. During the intermediate days of Sukkot, 5569, 1808, the Rebbe asked, Where are we holding in the prayers? Later he explained himself, saying that his teachings followed the order of the prayer book, and each lesson had relevance to a different place in the prayers. So far, we are still before Baruch Sha'amar, but after Hodu. He said it was fair to expect that there would be someone with such a power to pray that his prayers would be in accordance with all the lessons. However, he himself would have to live a long life in order to be able to finish the whole order of prayers, meaning to give teachings following the entire order of the prayers up to the very end. 367. When I first drew close to him, he said to some others, when I was not there, I thank God for sending me a young man who will ensure that not a single word of mine will ever be lost again. His intention was that I should write every word that came from his lips, his discourses and teachings and even his casual conversations, for they too are Torah. Thus, not a single word would ever be lost again. 368. Once he came into his house and asked for me, and he was very disappointed not to find me there at that moment. He said he had no one he could tell what he had to reveal. I can hold an enormous amount to myself, he said, and I never speak unless the water is already brimming over so much that it has to flow out. But right now I don't even have someone to talk to. He had already said to me when I first became his follower, If you will be pure and sincere, you will be able to hear a great deal from me, for I need someone I can speak to. Many times I have to bring out certain things and say them. That is why I need someone I can speak to. On several occasions, he revealed Torah to whoever happened to be with him at the time. Once, he told me about one of these occasions, saying he had given over a lesson to a man who did not understand anything he was saying. Afterwards, he said to me, Seeing as I had to speak and reveal a teaching, and this man came along, I said it to him, but he really wanted his words to be heard by someone who could at least grasp his wisdom. His wisdom, 150. The Rebbe once said, When I take money or something else from someone... I am really giving something to him, for my taking is actually giving. This is related to the story of the sixth day in the tale of the seven beggars, in which the beggar boasts of the wondrous powers of his hands. 151. As mentioned earlier, the story of the third and fourth days was told on a Friday night. The Rebbe was suffering great anguish because his young grandson was seriously ill. The grandson was the child of his daughter Adel, and she had already suffered greatly from the loss of other children. The Rebbe was greatly troubled when he came to the table that Friday night. He finished the meal very quickly and concluded with the grace after meals before the usual crowd had a chance to arrive. He remained seated after the grace after meals and began to speak. The entire talk dealt with his great anguish and contained very deep ideas. To the best of our recollection, it dealt with the heart that is pursued. In the middle of his discussion, he suddenly remarked, Where are we in the story? I was taken aback and excitedly answered that we were up to the third day. The Rebbe began, On the third day, the couple remembered and completed the story of the third day, which touched somewhat on what he had spoken about previously. He ended the story by saying, Zehabin Ahilugatan, they rejoiced very much. The Aleph Bet book, Laziness, A. 1. Being unable to satisfy one's desires makes a person lazy. The converse is also the case, as a person's laziness keeps him from attaining his desires. 2. Zealousness chases away sleep and revives the mind.
Punishment A. 1. A person is sometimes punished even in the performance of a mitzvah. This is because previously he passed up an opportunity to fulfill just such a mitzvah. 2. A person sometimes unknowingly passes judgment on himself by being asked to select a fitting punishment for someone else. 3. There are times when a person is killed because he failed to speak out on behalf of someone who is unjustly despised. 1. Lesson number 141. The Lord your God will circumcise your heart. Deuteronomy 36. 1. Were a person to merit to truly feel the pain of his sins, in other words, were he to remove the tough foreskin from his heart to the point that his heart would truly feel the magnitude of his anguish, he would be filled with grief and contrition, and he would truly return to God in repentance. Then all the hearts of all the seminal drops which left him, whether they became actual children or whether they were drawn to another place, God forbid, they too would all have the foreskin of their hearts removed and they would all realize in what kind of defilement and degradation they are actually situated. Then a great tumult and clamor would break out among them, and they would all arouse themselves to repentance. 2. The most propitious time for this is during the month of Elul, for at that time a person can merit to truly feel the pain of his sins, until the heart of his seed also realize to where they have been drawn, until a great clamor breaks out among them, and they all return to God in repentance. Lesson number 142. 1. A person who is absolutely unable to study Torah, for example, someone who is totally uneducated, or someone who has no holy book available to him, or someone who is on a journey or in the wilderness or the like, but his heart nonetheless burns within him, deeply yearning and longing to study Torah, then the desire to learn that he cherishes within his heart is tantamount to his actually studying from a book. See this lesson in the Kutei Moharan for further explanation. Lesson number 143. 1. Receiving advice from true tzaddikim mitigates harsh judgments, and through it also comes the salvation and help that a person needs. Moreover, when a person does not receive advice from tzaddikim, evil can then befall him, God forbid, through his own actions, as in, a man's own foolishness ruins his affairs. Proverbs 19.3 but when a person receives advice from Sadiqim, then even if things do not turn out well for him, he knows that it is heaven's will that it should be Rabbi so. Nachman's stories, the master of prayer. They recognized one another, and there was great joy in weeping. The faithful friend joined the others, and they continued their journey and came to another land. They asked the guards, Who is your king? The guards replied that their ruler was a beautiful woman. She brought people closer to the goal, since the goal was to populate the world. At first, they had chosen a beautiful woman as queen, but they had later found a very extraordinarily beautiful woman to be queen. The companions understood that this must be the queen's daughter, so they asked to meet with her and were granted an audience. When they came to the queen, they recognized that she was the queen's daughter. Their great joy was beyond estimation. How did you get here? they asked her. She answered that when the hurricane came that snatched away the precious infant from its crib, she had gone out after the infant in the panic, but she could not find him. Her breasts were engorged with milk, and this created the sea of milk. Then the people of this land found her and accepted her Rav as Nussin's their ruler. letters, year one, letter number 171, with God's help, Motzei Shabbat Shira 5595, Cherin. Greetings to my beloved brothers and companions, my kind and faithful friends, my teachers, my rabbis, my friends, and my students. 
my children and grandchildren, may they live. May you all enjoy blessing, life, peace, and all good in this world and the next eternally. Amen. May it be His will. Listen to me, and God will listen to you. I just recently received all your letters. My friend Reb Shmuel Weinberg's with the visa, from Nussin's travel permit. My friend Reb Avram Bears, may he live. And the greetings from Reb Yosef, the son-in-law of Reb Zalman. They are all full of loud and bitter screams and cries over the enormous persecution that we, and especially I, are suffering at the hands of those who groundlessly hate. In return for my love, they hate me. But I am all prayer. Amidst the enormous sufferings, though, we have had miraculous and awesome shows of salvation and relief. For, thanks to the living God, through His great kindness, we were able to recover the books. What can I give back to God for all the good He has done for me? We should be making a huge Purim over this, because it is no small miracle. See Chai Adam, Megillah, number, one, number 41. Ashrecha, my friend Reb Shmuel, happy are you that the miracle was performed through your agency. Ashrechem, happy are you, my brothers and friends, and anyone who had a part in rescuing these souls and the Holy Torah. Any efforts that anyone has made, physical, financial, or both, will all be counted in his favor on high. Every step taken, every word, every movement, every pruta, small coin, that was expended for this effort until the desired outcome was achieved, their righteousness will endure forever, for them and their children for generations to come. The visa that you sent was also immensely encouraging. I have been yearning to see this from the day I separated from you. God arranged things that I would stay in Krakow until that Wednesday, and so I received it there, though I was already set to travel here. It was all with God's amazing providence, as I will tell you, God willing, when I arrive safely home. Year 2, letter number 411. With God's help, Tuesday, Yitro, 5603, Uman. Greetings to my beloved son, may he live. I arrived safely here in Uman today, about three hours before daylight. There I found that which my soul loves, one of your fine letters, and I was really delighted. It is impossible to describe in writing the tremendous hardship that I suffered on this journey, as road conditions have been unusually poor lately. My mouth is filled with praises of God for having brought me to this point. Now, both spiritually and physically, the verse has indeed been fulfilled, Psalms 43. He has brought me up from the turbulent pit, from the deep mire, and he has set my feet upon a rock. What can I give back to God? The post is to leave very soon, and my mind is not lucid at all. Because of the terrible state of the roads, I suffered on the road enormous difficulties for two nights and the day in between during my journey from Tiravitsa to here. I arrived here literally by a miracle. God willing, when I receive another letter from you, I will give you a proper response. At the moment, I plan to stay here until Erev Rosh Chodesh Adar Aleph. He restores my soul. He guides me on paths of righteousness for His name's sake. The words of your Father who prays for you, Nustin of Breslov. Letter number 412, with God's help, Tuesday, Yitro, 5603, Uman. Greetings to my beloved friend, the learned Reb Avraham Ber, may he live, along with all his children, may they live. And to my friend, the learned Reb Abba, may his light shine, along with all his children, may they live. I arrived here safely today before daylight, after great toil and tremendous hardship due to the poor condition of the roads. Thank God who has brought me thus far. I was already at the holy gravesite today through God's kindness and mentioned you all there for good. May the Master of Compassion take pity on me and on all of you 
and may He save us in all that we need to be saved, both physically and spiritually. I found a letter here from my son, Rabbi Yitzchak, may he live, reporting that he received a letter from our friend, Rabbi Nachman, may his light shine, in Iasi. The good work has already begun and is progressing nicely, but he needs a great deal of money. My son, may he live, has already sent him all the money that he had available for the second time, along with a small sum that he received from Breslov. Now you will understand for yourselves how critical it is that you immediately send as much money as you possibly can for the project. The more one gives, the more heaven gives one wealth, honor, life, peace, and all good in this world and the next forever. I intend to stay here until Erev Shchodesh Adar Aleph. May God guide me on paths of righteousness for His name's sake. The words of your true friend forever, Nasan Shimot Hatzadikin, Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman Bar Yaakov, Rav Nachman Bar Nachman Bar Yaakov, Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, Rav Nachman Bar Rav Chizda, Rav Nachman Bar Guria, Rav Nachman Bar Kohen, Rav Nachman Bar Shmuel Bar Nachman, Rabbi Nachman Bar Rav Zvid Zavda, Rav Nachman Bar Rava, Rav Nachman Bar Zacharia, Rav Nachman Bar Menyumi, Rav Nachman Ben Parta, Rav Nachman Bar Baruch, Rav Nachman Bar Avdimi, Rav Nachman Bar Papa, Rav Nachman Mineharda, Rav Nachman Bar Ika, Rav Nachman Bar Rav Ada, Nachman Sava, Rav Nachman Diyafo, Rav Nachman Bar Huna, Rav Nachmani Hakohen, Neyuli, Neyuti, Rabbi Necha Bar Sava, Rabbi Nechumi, Nimus, Nikumchi, Nikanor, Nitai Ha'arbeli, Nitai Ishtekoa, Nitai Talmud Shmuel, Rabbi Nasa, Rabbi Nasa de Kisrin, Rabbi Naftali, Rabbi Natan Habavli, Rabbi Natan ben Avishalom, Rabbi Natan Berebi, Rabbi Natan bar Oshaya, Rabbi Natan bar Tuvi, Rabbi Natan bar Menyumi, Rabbi Natan bar Rabbi Berachya, Rabbi Natan bar Ami, Rabbi Natan bar Marzutra, Rav Natan bar Shila Reish Tabachya de Tzipori, Rav Natan bar Abba, Rav Natan bar Abaye, Rabbi Natan Kohen, Rav Natan bar Marukva, Rav Natan bar Asya, Rav Natan de Romai, Rav Natan, Rabbi Natan bi Ra'a, Rav Natan Avua de Rabbi Huna bar Natan, Rav Natan ben Amram, Natan de Tzutzita, Rabbi Natan's prayers too. Prayer number four, Lukutema Haran two, four. Help us hear the voice of the holy festivals calling out and revealing your will. In your vast compassion, you performed great and awesome miracles and wonders for us. Wonders of wonders! On all three festivals, which are appointed times of Hashem, calling out of holiness. On the holy festival of Pesach, you brought us out of Egypt with awesome signs, with trials, with signs and with wonders, and with war, and with a strong hand, and with an outstretched arm with all that you did for us, Hashem our God, in Egypt, before our eyes. On the holy festival of Shavuot, you gave us your holy Torah with great and awesome signs. You were revealed through the voice of thunder, and you appeared to us through the voice of the shofar. You spoke with us face to face, and we heard your word out of the fire, something that had never been heard or seen in all the earth, and was never experienced by any of the nations upon the face of the earth. And the holy festival of Sukkot, is a remembrance of the seven clouds of glory that encompassed the Jews in the Sinai Desert for forty years, when you went before us in a pillar of cloud by day and in a pillar of fire by night. How many are your deeds, Hashem? Much have you done, Hashem, my God. Your wonders and thoughts are for our sake. No one compares with you. I would tell and speak them, but they are too many to recount. In your vast compassion, help us celebrate all three festivals with great joy, holiness, and purity. On all three holy and awesome festivals, which are appointed times of Hashem, 
calling out of holiness. May we hear the voice of the great calling out of that holy day, which proclaims, calls out, and reveals God's will that nature does not necessitate anything at all. Rather, everything functions according to your holy will alone. According to your will, you exiled us among the Gentiles for our good, in order to eradicate iniquity and put an end to transgression. And in the future, you will take us out of their midst swiftly and take vengeance for the spilled blood of your servants. As a result, we will truly attain the joy of the festivals. As in the verse, you shall rejoice in your festival. We will rejoice a great deal in every festival with endless joy. May we rejoice in your salvation. May the verse be realized, The righteous man will rejoice, for he has seen vengeance. He will wash his steps in the blood of the wicked man. And man will say, Truly, there is fruit for the righteous man. Truly, there is a a God that judges in the land. Overcoming the Natural Philosophers Uproot, break, annihilate, and nullify the roaring voice of the troublemakers, the natural philosophers, who are evil wild beasts that trample and tear apart many of our nation. As a result of their evil, these natural philosophers went astray and entangled themselves in foreign wisdoms, confused views, and great heresy. Now they lie in wait for the, for the children of your nation, the Jewish people, to trap and take their souls, heaven forbid. These natural philosophers trample and tear apart many of the children of your nation who have been trapped in the foolishness of the scientists' errant wisdom, falling prey to their beliefs like a wild ox in a net. Like birds caught in the snare, like them are human beings trapped at this evil time in these generations, trapped in the natural sciences and heresy that have spread across the world, especially now, something that never existed before. Hashem, what shall we do? Tell me, you who love my soul, where do you graze? Where do you lie down at noon? This is a time of trouble for Jacob, the likes of which never was and the likes of which never will be. This plague has spread in our days among the Jewish people, your nation. People have composed many books promoting their evil ways in the field of philosophical wisdom and distribute them among the children of Israel, injecting the venom of their evil foreign and bitter arrows into them, heaven forbid and no one feels the pain of this wound. The holy education of the youth. Have mercy on the young people of your nation, the Jewish people. These natural philosophers draw this sin upon us with evanescent ropes that afterward become a sin thick as cart ropes. At first, they clothe themselves in deceit, saying that they want to implement reforms for the youth. They misleadingly state that they want to guide them in the straight way to teach them the wisdom of grammar. They spend days on this wisdom, which is not so necessary. They distance your nation of Israel from the essential, necessary, holy learning, which consists of Talmud and Jewish law, which constitute the essential wine of Torah, including all of the written Torah and oral Torah. Afterward, they add iniquity to iniquity, enticing the youth to learn Gentile languages and writings. Then they bring them to heretical doctrines, literally slaughtering children with their own hands, impaling them, trampling them, ripping them apart, and uprooting them from both worlds. Master of the world, what will we say before you who dwell in the heights? What will we tell you who dwell in heaven? All hidden things are revealed to you. You know their evil intentions and thoughts. Their argument is not against us, but solely against you and your holy Torah. According to their evil thoughts, they intend, heaven forbid, to cause the world to forget your name and your holy Torah, heaven forbid. Our Father in heaven, 
Have compassion on us and on our children and on all the children of your nation, the house of Israel. Have pity and compassion and save us at this time of trouble. You have already rescued us from thousands of evil troubles. Have pity and mercy on us now as well at this time before the coming of Mashiach. We are left like a beacon at the top of a mountain and like a flag upon the hill. There is no one to stand up on our behalf, no one to feel this pain and trouble, these wounds. Have pity and mercy on us in your compassion. Act for your sake and not for ours. See our poverty and emptiness. May the verse be realized in us. For my sake, for my sake shall I act. For how will it be desecrated? And I will not give my glory to another. Have compassion on us for the sake of your name. Rescue us and our children and all the children of your nation, the house of Israel, from all the natural sciences. May our children not learn their books or go in their ways. May no logic of their reasoning or any of their viewpoints enter into our children's hearts.